everyone's had a good connect. Um, just the last little talk and maybe some thoughts uh, that I've had during this camp. And um, yeah, it kind of it did start before this, but on New Year's Day, I'm building a cabin um, not far from here, but it's kind of been scrubbed. Off the beaten track, kind of thing. But on New Year's Day, when I went down there, and I had a feeling, I did have a feeling, like something probably will happen over the years, kind of period. But some people had gone, some personal people had gone down there and right through like building materials, and I don't know why, but they decided to steal a cast iron bathtub, which is like 300 kilos or something. And um, anyway, they, they dragged it like, 30 or 40 metres, kind of through a paddock. Tried to take the gate off the hinge and then couldn't do that, so they spread the fence and then dragged this bathtub for whatever, yeah, through, through to the road and then somehow got it on whatever vehicle they had. And, um, they actually left one of the legs behind, which is pretty funny, but, um, anyway, it took, like, the tallest myself, like, this was years ago, it took us four guys to lift this bathtub. Onto the use. So it was either one guy with a saw back now, or like four of them had planned to go and spend New Year's Eve in the dark taking a bathtub, which, like, I would have thought that you'd have better things to do. And that, and like, as I said, I was there, I went there New Year's Day to finish a few more things, and um, I guess I probably would have been, I definitely wasn't annoyed, which kind of surprised me. Or maybe I was annoyed, but I just, I wasn't that. It didn't really, it didn't really affect me. In fact, like this kind of came to my head um, in John three nineteen, and it was just kind of like, I guess the difference because I knew it happened New Year's Eve, like between, I guess us and not like that because you know we've been holding by the grace of God, we've been like we can see Jesus, know Him, have the Holy Spirit, and where I guess we spent New Year's Eve in quite a different fashion to these people. And um, John 3.19, and this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved or discovered. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, and that his, that his deeds may be made manifest that they uh, are raw in God. So the fact that that actually happened tied into these uh, thoughts I've been having at camp, maybe it's um, staying up later than I normally would and um, things like that, but just around and around this light. And so um, in Genesis 1, we can go there if we want. I just want to go somewhere. I think this was a bit special to me when this all like dropped into my head. Um, yeah, over the last few days. Uh, Genesis 1-5, in the beginning, uh, 1-5, to I'll just read it. Um, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, we have the Spirit there. And God said, so as soon as God said, well, we know Jesus is the Word of God, so Jesus is there as well. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. So he, 
He didn't say that the not like the darkness was good, it's only the light that is good. And God divided the light from the darkness, so he made separation between light and dark. And importantly, God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and morning the first day. So God had like defined or called light day before there was the sun or moon or those elements in the sky. And so it's this light of day um, that we want to look at, which I think we all know is Jesus. Um, in John 1, um, I'll just read that. I might read it out of the Amplified just because it had a few extra bits. That... So John 1, chapter 1. Oh, sorry, verse 1. <laughs> in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and without him not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life, and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. So if in him was life, I guess where I'm going with this, you might we'll, we'll see, but in him was life, I guess. Um, now we kind of think of photosynthesis and all those life processes given from the sun, but um, in the beginning and when God put grass on the earth and things like that, it was actually before the sun was made. And you think here, it says, in him was life and the power to bestow life and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and it was unreceptive to it. So this is going back to how there was a um, division and God separated light from darkness. Um, and then just in John 8, or in John, John 8, 12, um, and if we didn't have any other, it clearly says that, well, Jesus says, in 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So it's this light giving life of Jesus, um, kind of, I guess the thing that we can, uh, associate it with is, is light, that we know it's light, as it is now. So it just made me, like in Revelations 22, when in the new heaven and the new earth, um, in Revelation 22, uh, verse 5. So I guess as it was like at the beginning of creation, it will be in the new heaven and the new earth where, and there shall, uh, and there shall be no night there. So there'll only be this day, which you're saying God defined day as being the light of Jesus. And there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light, of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Um, so I guess there'll be everlast, everlasting day in that time. And um, and this is kind of, now I'm getting to it. I think we set the scene that Jesus is light and life. We go back to Genesis. Sorry, Genesis 1. Verse 14. 
this is after um, he's gathered the waters together and um, caused grass and things to grow on the earth. And in verse 14, this is where God creates the lights that we know. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them in, I guess, if you just think about that, I guess humans and mankind, we're good at using the sun to mark seasons, days and years, but um, God says they're also for signs for us. And if I read that, just from the Amplified, then God said, let there be light bearers, the sun, the moon, the stars, in the expanse of heavens, to separate the day from night, and let them be useful for signs or tokens of God's provident care and for the markings of seasons, days and years. So this is the thought I've been having, that this camp is probably just being outside more often, um, of like the sun and, I guess, the moon as signs for us. Um, and and let... Uh, so I'll just keep going, but stop there. Verse 15. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth, which is what we know as light now. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light, so this is important, he made the greater light um, to rule the day, and he made the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. So he's made, we you know, two great lights, the sun and the moon, and um, I guess they both shine light upon the earth. And I guess if you think of just particularly like the sun being a sign for us, uh, two examples come to mind. Um, firstly, at Jesus Christ's crucifixion when there was darkness over land, I can read it um, in Matthew I'm just in the gospel, but in Matthew 27:45, it just came to me last night. I was sitting there in the meeting, and I was like, "They make a great deal of point saying that in the Gospels, recording that the, the, the earth was dark, darkened for three hours, and um, perhaps there's like a reason for that." But 27:45. Got it. 27.45. Now from the sixth hour, so I understand that to be noon, uh, there was darkness over all the land unto the night hour. And upon the night hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, 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 I must have asked me. Well, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So, I guess while Christ was on the cross bearing the sins of mankind, even the sun, the light, you think of the light, God, um, so the light was actually darkened. It was probably only for that period when, you know, Christ was in the grave. Like perhaps I'm thinking like the three hours that, um, the three hours that the sun was darkened, but was foreshadowing his, you know, resurrection and the light coming, the sun coming back. Um, I guess the other kind of sign that 
is yet to come is on the day of the Lord. So in 20, Matthew 24, when Jesus describes it. 24 and verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. I guess thinking of perhaps like sun and this light, like natural light, as, um, as a sign for us, like in the day of the Lord, we know that that was like the door to salvation and things are closed. It'll be um, like that token of love to God, there'll be an end to it, um, like we read in Genesis. And so, yeah. But, um, so if Jesus, when Jesus Christ was on the earth, um, being the light of the world, they were living um, I guess like it was, it was day for those at that time. Um, and so converse for that would be now where he's returned to the Father and it would be night. And I guess I think in Matthew 9, um, just when John's disciples ask him, this is kind of how thought. In Matthew 9, 15, um, and Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them and then shall they fast. I guess, um, think about Christ being this light on the earth with the disciples. Um, he was with them and they didn't have to do things like fast or like earnestly seek him. Um, but I guess now, if we think Christ has returned to the Father, we know that he sent the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit in his place um, until his return. And I guess I'm just thinking, if you think of, it's not like we're worshipping like suns and moons or anything, but if they're just thinking of the signs, so we know the moon um, obviously shines at night, it doesn't shine in the daytime, um, because it's reflecting the light of the sun. Um, but in the dark of night, which is the same with Jesus returned to the Father. The moon or the spirit um, is shining in the dark. Importantly, it's, um, I guess, it's, yeah, it's reflecting that glory of Jesus as, as light on the earth. As in John 16, this is when um, Jesus is describing the Holy Spirit. John 16, um, 13. Um, oh, in Luke. So John 16, 13. Just thinking of like reflected light or glory of Jesus on the earth this time that we live in. Um, 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit uh, of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, so it's, re it's reflecting, but whatsoever he, sh he shall hear, and he speak, he will show you uh, things to come. And then 14, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive mine and shall show it unto you. So, yeah, it's just that uh, we worship in spirit and in truth, and it's um, we can worship Christ only and call in Christ in Jesus Christ by, by the spirit that is uh, given to us. And then um, I guess this is a 
if, if it is just a sign like this is um, to look at every day even, in Hosea uh, 6.3, let's read this in the Amplified, but I didn't know this was here until I, until I just started looking for things like daybreak and things. Um, in, in Hosea 6, we're reading the Amplified, and it just really sums up kind of what we've been called uh, for and to. Uh, so let us know and um, become personally acquainted with him. We know that's by the Spirit. Uh, let us press on to know and understand fully the greatness of the Lord, to honour, heed, and deeply cherish him. So that's, you know, once we just be continuing his ways. And then, I guess if he made anything just for a sign for us, his appearing is, pre- his appearing is prepared and as certain as the dawn. So it's like, as the sun rises each day, it's as certain as Jesus' return. He's appearing to us. Uh, he will come to us in salvation like the heavy rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. I guess in, when he returns, it will be that um, endless day and, yeah, there won't be any night. Amen. Amen.